Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 98 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And as you make your steps on your food peace journey today, I'm wondering what kind of support you're getting. What kind of support are you getting at home, at work, with your friends, with your family? Are they with you on it? I would be surprised if every single person in your life is really looking in the same direction as you and I are on the food peace journey. I say that because honestly, making peace with food is radical and it goes against so many cultural norms that it ends up really getting rooted in things like feminism, social justice, and not that it was intentionally political, but it becomes that. And it becomes quite a shift in the dynamics for many people in their family. I have a letter today from someone who has made many, many steps on her food peace journey and is finally connecting to the wisdom that her body has been trying to tell her all along. Yet, you know, there's this big old but, she's not getting the support she needs and finds herself having to explain and really stand up for her way of recovering. Can you relate to that? Again, I would be really surprised if every single person is on board. If you are experiencing that, well, that is awesome. And let's support everybody else who's not experiencing that because I think this letter writer is really speaking for most of us. Before we get to this episode's letter, a word from our sponsor. Do you experience PCOS and you're trying to make peace with food? Oh, wow. I want to help. I'm so glad you're listening. I have come to a solution, a kind of step-by-step system that can help you with PCOS to also do intuitive eating work. Yes, you can finally move away from diets and over-exercise. They don't work for anyone, and they certainly don't help PCOS either. I am speaking long-term. I can help you to experience health and peace. How do you get it? Well, go to PCOSandfoodpeace.com. There you can get on my wait list for my e-course. Now, enrollment is not happening right now, but like I said, there's a wait list forming for when I open the doors again, which will be happening in January. So by getting on the wait list, you'll be one of the first to know when the doors open. All right, enough of that. Let's get to this episode's letter. Dear food, I am learning to trust my body 
instead of arbitrary rules and diets. I am very slowly feeling safer and more comfortable with having desserts or fried chicken. I can enjoy both French or sprouted grain breads. I sometimes enjoy apples and other times apple pie. It's so nice to have freedom when it comes to you, food. I guess what I'm saying is I'm coming to appreciate more often than I fear or resent you. But my husband and family members don't understand how I can allow myself to indulge, as they say. They think I've given up on myself and become complacent about my overweight and supposedly related health conditions of joint pain, hypertension, and sleep apnea. There seems to be very little emphasis on the fact I've taken up walking and swimming regularly again. I move more freely and have less pain. I get out of breath less easily. But due to my large body, the emphasis for my loved ones continues to be on rules about you food. Can you help me share with them about my goal to maintain an intuitive daily practice with food in my body without coming across as preachy? Or defensive? Signed, support for my supporters. Hey there, letter writer. Thank you so much for your note. And wow, you have come so far. I'm so excited to hear about your journey towards food peace. And I love that it feels easier and that you're also finding ways to enjoy the food that feels good to your body and that your body is communicating that back to you. And you're also finding ways to move your body in a way that feels good. And you're feeling the strength. I love when I get to hear people um, experience that, you know, feeling like their body is doing what they wanted it to do. And your experiences with your family. Oh man, I don't want them to steal this like empowered and dare I say, healthy experience. I know that word healthy is fully loaded, but I like to try to reclaim it in a way because it sounds like for you, letter writer, you have found what energizes you and what doesn't feel great. And you're going with it. And you're also not being rigid with it. So there's flexibility. So to me, that's how I want to describe health. And it seems like you're there and it sounds really wonderful. I wanna actually ask for help from an expert. And I specifically chose a medical doctor to talk to today because, well, I mean, I am a dietitian, but sometimes I'm just the dietitian. I hate that. I hate having that word in front of dietitian. And I appreciate sometimes hearing some of the important health and movement and eating kind of advice from a medical doctor can have even more clout. Luckily, I was able to contact Dr. Carolyn Ross. She's a medical doctor, and I have a feeling she's going to have some really great specific insight for you, letter writer, and for anyone who's struggling with their support system as they take their steps along their food peace journey. So let's hear what Dr. Ross has to say. Hello. Hi, Carolyn. This is Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? I'm good. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to chat about this letter. Did you get a chance to read it yet? I did. Very interesting. Isn't it? Well, I know you've done a lot of work with people over the years on helping them to move away from the scale and diets. And is this letter writer, is she talking about something that you've heard before? Absolutely. I think the struggle with the family and how uh, the family is always trying to dictate food rules uh, is extremely common and, and often difficult to deal with. And and I think also the the expression of resentment towards food and fear about food is is you know alternating with the desire to indulge is pretty common. Well, why do you think families struggle with this? I think that it's a it's kind of something that usually happens when you're younger that your family is the one who teaches you the food rules in the beginning and then certainly if there's a perceived quote unquote weight problem then the family's food rules tend to be put in stone you know like we don't ever eat dessert or you sh- this food is bad or that food is good uh, you should only eat healthy foods, quote unquote. So I think those food rules are usually already there and they actually often contribute to the development of an eating disorder um, from from the beginning. And then they become very ritualized um, and set in concrete if there's a perceived problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I'm picturing these food rules in stone and this letter writer She's basically like trying to shift the dynamic, but she's the only one that's trying to shift it. Everybody else is still going with the flow the old way, you know, and it's got to be so stressful. Yeah. One thing I'd say, though, I mean, I remember reading long ago uh, Harriet Lerner's book about the dance of anger, and she made a point that in a family system, if you if you think of it as a three-legged stool, it only takes one person in on those of those three legs to change for the dynamic in the family to change. So even though this may be, I'm saying in quotes said in, in concrete, um, it is like a three-legged stool. So if the person, you know, if the letter writer uh, is able to change her perception and her interaction with the family and be less defensive. Uh, less, you know, on edge with them. If she's able to change that, then the family will automatically start to change usually. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so hopeful. Well, what do you feel like are some first steps for this letter writer? You know, what do you, what would you say from your experience that would be some good first steps in this process? Well, I think she's already making some great first steps such as, you know, uh, feeling more comfortable eating the foods that she loves. I think that's really important. Uh, we talk a lot about intuitive eating, but I think also sometimes people don't know what that means and they end up you know, just either overeating foods they love because that, that's what they think is intuitive eating or restricting. And so sometimes it helps to um, either consult with somebody who can give a little structure or just using a simple structure, which is what I talk about in my books and also in the program that I run online, uh, which is very, very simple. One of the tenets is just eat regularly throughout the day. In other words, eat three meals and a snack or two meals and two snacks or whatever works for you, but not to go long periods of time without eating. 
and I think the second thing that I really applaud the letter writer in doing is is working on changing her lifestyle, which it sounds like she's doing with food and also with with exercise. So that should be something that she gives herself credit for, uh, as she's you know mentioned in the letter that you know being able to move is is super important to changing how you feel and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and uh, I agree with you. I feel like she's already done so many amazing steps. And, um, you know, I'm picturing that stool, you know, and she mm-hmm. does. She has like, it's, I, when you were talking about it, I'm like, wow, that sounds super hopeful that even though her family has gotten used to this way of connecting to food by her changing and her shifting the dynamic and, and not reacting, like you said, how that can further help her enhance this food piece experience for her. And do you ever recommend to people or would you ever recommend to someone like this letter writer to like say anything or, you know, um, to react in any certain way, or do you find it's better just to, to not react to when family members say these kinds of things? Julie, that's a great question because I think one of the, sometimes the dynamic in the family can become very oppositional with, uh, the letter writer, for example, feeling she has to defend her position and then feeling resentful and angry because people don't understand her position. So I think it depends on the family. But in general, I usually help uh, try to help people learn some simple things they can say to, you know, to take the pressure off of themselves, such as, you know, family comments about something she's eating. She could say something like, well, I'm working on that with my my uh, doctor or my therapist or my dietitian, whatever is, is appropriate, or just this is something that I'm working on. And, you know, I, I'd appreciate your understanding. So being able to have something simple and, and to the point that she can say to take uh, some of the heat off of her is, is sometimes helpful, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking about my, even my own therapy over the years. That's one of the things I've been able to glean whenever I need to, um, I don't know, whenever I'm up against some kind of confrontation or something that is crossing a boundary, the best thing to do is just to be direct and, um, you know, doesn't have to be super wordy, just direct and be like, you know, I'm working on it with blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, one thing that I know some of my clients will say that is helpful for them is, you know, just that, you know, I'm working on that with my dietitian or my doctor and, um, it's between me and me and her, you know, <laughs> like basically yeah, like right. you don't need to go any further, but it's like laying a boundary in a very healthy way and also respectful, you know, it's, it's being, you know, it, I especially think about the holidays and, and, um, being around more family members and maybe you haven't seen them in a while. And, and sometimes family members, members will react to, a person's body or their food choices. And just to say, you know, I'm working on all that with so-and-so and that's just, let's just keep it, that conversation between, keep it there. Let's talk about some other things. You know, I, I think. Yeah, um, and, and on the, on the other hand, you know, there, uh, I, I definitely don't want to give the impression that we're saying to somebody, just be nice. If, mm-hmm. if somebody is, is rude to you or if somebody's fat shaming you, I think it's perfectly appropriate to have a strong boundary on being fat shamed or, you know, someone's inappropriate with you and not to have to, 
you know, hold back in your feelings. Like by saying, when you say those things, I feel, you know, sad or I feel ashamed and you can be angry. There's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with, you know, expressing your anger. But I think a lot of, uh, what gets us into trouble is that oftentimes if we are living in a bigger body, uh, we may have our own internal uh, rejection, self-rejection and so on. And that can then, you know, come out and be part of what puts the charge on things. So that's why it's so important to do your own work while you're, you know, working on changing things with your family so that you can, you know, recognize what part is yours and what part is theirs. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's definitely heightening how important continued contact with some supportive team member, whether it's a physician or a therapist or dietitian, someone that you can help to be able to tease that apart and get the support you need. Um, so yeah, for sure. I think that's one of the best things a person can do to help them with this journey. I just wanted to say one other thing about the letter and that is, um, there was a mention of supposedly related health conditions associated with weight. And I just wanted to to kind of reiterate some of the newer research that we're seeing come out that's really showing that there's a lot of flaws and a lot of bias in the research we were depending on in the past, especially in the medical profession, to uh, support uh, the need for people to lose weight because of the health risk. And so now what we're seeing is that uh, it's not so much the number on the scale that's associated with the health risk. It's really your lifestyle again. So you can be healthy at any size if you're active, if you're, you know, e- your eating is, is more normalized. And if you're managing stress, all of those things contribute to your overall general health, not just or, or not at all the number on the scale. It only becomes a problem, uh, weight becomes a problem when people are extremely uh, at the far end of the spectrum of, of weight. And then we have more uh, valuable research that is showing that that can be a contributing factor to hypertension and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. But yeah. actually, actually, the the healthiest weight you can be is slightly overweight. Mm-hmm. It's not being thin. So, isn't that funny? And you yeah. know, I, I as I'm sitting here listening to you, and I'm like, I'm so glad you're saying this, and it's great coming from you. You're a, a doctor, you know. And so, um, do you? I don't know. Do you have any insight into like when that's going to become just totally what every other doctor is saying? <laughs> Because I feel like it's, oh, you're, I know. You're Am really putting me on the spot here, Julie, for the whole medical profession. Can you, can you huh? speak for all medical doctors? No, and I don't mean to do it like that, but I, I, what do you think it'll take for the paradigm to shift and, you know, in the more in the medical field? Yeah, I can, you know, I can tell you based on my experience of smoking cessation, because I've been in medicine for, I don't know, over 30 years. And when I first went into medicine, a lot of my colleagues didn't think there was any health risk with smoking. They just didn't believe it. They thought it was kind of a plot, you know, to to get people to quit smoking, but there wasn't anything behind it. And a lot of doctors smoked back then. They used to have commercials on TV showing a guy in a white coat smoking camels. So I've seen the change with smoking, which is a behavior that we now know 
is is really health related, but uh, we haven't seen anything where you've had to reverse those kind of messages. But just in terms of time, it took 30 years to get to the place where people really recognized that smoking wasn't as much, uh, is, is a much more uh, serious health problem than even we first realized. So what I'm saying is the medical profession changes slowly. And all of us were taught in medical school, for example, to use terms like obesity and morbid obesity that now uh, people are offended by, which has been, you know, a big, big issue. I think the languaging around this this uh, particular situation, and and I think also we were it was drummed into us that weight is associated with health risk. And so if you want your patients to be healthy, you need to help them lose weight. Now, I've never been a believer in diets, but I was trained to believe that there was some health risk in uh, associated with the number on the scale. So I'm just saying, you know, you have a decades of physicians who are trained with that same message. And this newer message is only now coming out. So it won't hit the streets if you look at maybe it even being incorporated in medical schools tomorrow. It still won't, you won't have doctors with that point of view for another decade. Right. They have to go through their training and, and et cetera. So yeah, it's going to so take some time. A while. Yeah. So I need to be patient <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and also impatient at the same time. Cause I think, yeah, like you said earlier about this letter writer, how anger is something that can be really helpful as we lay boundaries and that we shouldn't take certain things. And, um, so yeah, you know, let's keep talking about it and be impatiently patient and know that we can change the direction of that big ship of medical care. Uh, I certainly see a difference, especially when I do um, talk to residents or, um, you know, I, I speak with a lot of dietetic interns. So people who are almost dietitians, they're at least aware of something like health at every size or a non-diet approach. And I know for me, I didn't find it. And I was like you in that I helped people lose weight at one point. And so I didn't know of any of that in my training. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that it's becoming at least on the radar for people. Um, and maybe that's because of things like social media and podcasts where we can just get a different point of view. And so we'll-, well I, I hate to say, but dietitians are a lot more open than medical doctors. So it's probably going to take longer than yeah. it's well, we'll, in your field. You well, and um. I don't, I feel like there's a lot of mortgages being paid from the diet industry in my field. So it's going to take some time, but you know, but, but maybe, um, I don't know. I think by you and I continue to talk about it and putting some bugs in the ears, we'll, you know, it'll keep going. So, um, I wanted to ask you a question though, Carolyn, we have something called a food peace syllabus as a part of this podcast. And if you're new to the podcast, it's a list of books and, uh, blog posts, movies, or uh, other podcasts, anything under the sun that further helps to cultivate your journey to food peace. And I'm wondering if you would like to add anything to it. Sure. Well, I have a new book out, Julie, called the Food Addiction Recovery Workbook, and it is available on Amazon. And it really talks about just what we're talking about, how um, eating addictions in general have have 
deeper roots than just food. So it's not about the food. It's not about dieting. And then for people who are interested in more, I do offer an online coaching program uh, for people who are struggling with food and body image issues. And you can find out more about that by going to www.satisfyingyoursoul.com or to my website, carolynrossmd.com. That's C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-R-O-S-S-M-D.com. Fabulous. Well, I will put links to all of that in the show notes. And if someone would like to learn more, is that is your um, website that you could just gave the best place for people to find out more? Absolutely. And they can also reach me through that website. Okay. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for this insight and this help for this letter writer who's just, you know, making so many great strides forward towards food peace and health at the same time and just needs some support. And I have a feeling your words of wisdom are going to really help. So I really appreciate it. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Letter writer, I hope you found that helpful. And Dr. Ross and I are totally rooting for you. We're on your side. We hope that we gave you some firmer footing as you kind of consider that three-legged stool that Dr. Ross brought up. As you consider changing the dynamic that you feel like you're on firmer footing and you have some sort of ammunition to kind of keep going forward, something to help um, set the boundary and help also for you to get the respect that you deserve as you're making your food peace journey. I see food has written back. Before we get to that, be sure to check out my PCOS and Food Peace course. You can get on the wait list by going to PCOSandFoodPeace.com. Did you enjoy the show? I certainly loved speaking with you and hearing about your complicated relationship. If you would love to help more people to feel at home in their own skin, which really honestly, that's just what I want. I want everyone to feel at home in their own skin. The way to do that is to leave a rating or review for this podcast. And by doing so, what happens is that it just ends up being easier for other people to find it when they search for ways to make peace with food. And I just want to thank you in advance for any rating, review, or subscription, or sharing of the podcast. It means a lot. And again, it helps other people find the show. All right. Well, food is written back, like I said, and I can't wait to read what food has to say. Until then, take care. Dear support for my supporters, I'm thrilled we are making amends. It feels as though we are fueling you nourishing you, and empowering you. We notice how we are even bringing you pleasure now. This is so important to your recovery and health. We wish your support system understood how permission promotes health. We wish they knew that shame is diametrically opposed to responsibility. Consider tightening your boundaries and get allies on your side. We are hopeful that your part of the three-part stool can shift the change you and all bodies need. Love, food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com 
forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.